Hello, my friends. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2023. I am, first of all, going to thank you right off the bat for choosing this podcast today, choosing to listen to this episode. Um, I am so grateful for you guys. Um, I'm coming up on the two-year anniversary of the podcast uh, at the end of January, and my goal was I was going to try for 100,000 downloads by the end of the month, and, you know, I didn't think we were going to make it, but we we just might. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm at 87,000 right now. And so, all right, we can do this. I'm going to push full steam ahead to get this podcast into as many mom's ears as possible. And it's because of your stories. It's because of your experiences. I have my own. Yes, of course. But it's the way that you guys show up, whether you reach out to me on Instagram and the DMs, um, or if you're in Mothers Together and I talk to you there, or you've been on the podcast and I talk to you here, you all have stories too. And it turns out that other moms really want to hear them, right? And if you've clicked on this episode and you're listening to this right now, it means you want to hear another mom's story too. It's this community sense that changes everything. And and I've been saying that from the beginning. And the podcast is one piece of that community puzzle. Um, and so I'm, I'm so glad that you're you're listening. But I also want to invite you to do something that I've never asked for before. And that is to share a story for a mini episode of the podcast. So let me explain. Every Monday, as you guys know, I bring on a mom, we have a back and forth conversation, uh, you know, a really nice chat, and we talk all about what it's like to raise neurodivergent kids in general. You know, we talk about their lives. I've also started bringing some dads on on Fridays. And by the way, I, I, I only had a few dads volunteer, but if I have more dads, I am so happy to keep that series going because it did really well and was really popular. Um, and then those in-between Monday and Friday episodes, I really was thinking that I would be able to basically get on this microphone every day and, and talk about whatever's on my mind. And as much as I would love to do that, there are literally not enough hours in the day and I can't, at least not yet, not, not in this current season of business and life. But at the same time, I feel like a once a week episode with a mom isn't enough because I think it would be really helpful if you got to hear on a regular basis an anecdote from another mom raising a neurodivergent kid. And so I'm inviting all of you, every single one of you listening right now, if you are interested, to submit to me an anonymous anecdote about a moment in your life raising a neurodivergent kid. And and my parameters here are pretty pretty loose. Um, I'm only looking for it to be related to raising a neurodivergent kid, but that's pretty much it. Um, you know, it can be a positive story. It can be a struggle. It can be both. Um, the idea is that the listeners, you guys, go, oh my gosh, I, I have had that same experience before. Oh, we went through the same thing. Wow. It's good to know that I'm not the only one who had a child react that way in that situation, right? It's all about validation, validation, validation. And this would be different from the Monday episodes. So this would be short. I'm talking 10-ish minutes, give or take, you know, five, three to five minutes in either direction. But it would be a short episode, a quick bite. 
and it would be a specific story that you're telling. So when I say the word story, I really mean moment in time, anecdote. For example, my very first episode of this podcast, which many of you have heard, is called my rock bottom parenting moment. And I'm talking about the waffle story with Mr. Nine, who was three at the time. But I've also told the story uh, with the egg pan. And a lot of you listened to that one. I I don't, I want to say that was like episode four or five, maybe. That was a specific moment in time about this egg pan. That's what I'm looking for here, where you are telling the story, just like if you had a friend that you were picking up the phone or FaceTiming or texting or whatever, and you were like, I have to tell you what happened to us today. That's the story I want to hear. So again, it's going to be kept short, 10 minutes-ish, certainly no more than 20, but really aim for closer to 10. It's completely anonymous. I'm not going to put your name in the title of these episodes. I'm not going to, you know, you're not going to say your name or your kids' names or anything like that. Although if you don't care, that's totally fine too. And you would just record yourself. I'm not even going to be in this conversation um, the best way to go about this would just to be a using a voice recording app on your phone. Um, there are plenty to choose from. Um, and once you record yourself, you can it, it will allow you to share that file. And you're going to share it right to my email. My email is on the hard days at gmail.com. I'll put it in the, the show notes of this episode as well. Um, you're just going to email me the file directly. And I'm going to take that file... And obviously I'll give it a quick listen just to see, you know, if, um, if you need to take a second to, um, comfort a a screaming child, not to worry, I will edit that part out. You know, I'll do some basic editing, but then I'm just going to upload it. And I would love to do this on a daily basis. Now it all depends on how many, um, you know, how many people do it. But the fact of the matter is, is we all have stories and actually reminds me of teaching. It reminds me, you know, when I'm teaching fifth graders writing and this is part of our fifth grade curriculum with writing is to talk about like a moment in time. And so many kids struggle with this and I hand them that paper. And of course, it's like, I don't know what to write about. I don't have any stories. And, And I say on the flip side, all you have are stories. Every single moment in your life is a story. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing right this very second is technically actually a story. If you're driving to work and you're in a rush, that's a story. If you are walking your dog right now um, with a poop bag in one hand and a coffee in the other and a leash around your wrist, that's a story, right? We all have a million stories. The question is, what stories do you have that you think other moms of neurodivergent kids would find comfort in in hearing. So if you want to submit more than one story, by all means, I would just do them as separate files. That's all. I would just request that um, because they will be different podcast episodes. And because it's anonymous, unlike the Monday episodes where I'm saying the mom's name, these are anonymous. I'm just going to upload it you know, on Tuesday, we're going to have this episode talking about this trip to the library. And on, on Thursday, I'm uploading uh, an episode where someone's telling a, a story about uh, parent-teacher conferences, whatever it is. Or um, this morning, trying to get ready for school. I mean, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. But when you tell a story, 
just as I tell my fifth graders when you're writing. When you're telling a story, it needs to have something that will appeal to the reader or the listener. You know, what's the message of this story? What are you trying to convey? That this is hard, this journey we're on? Yeah. So feel free to convey that. This is hard. Or we can triumph. Small wins are big wins. Absolutely. Whatever. But you're telling a specific story about a moment in time when something happened with your neurodivergent kid. Um, and, and that's what I'm hoping to get out of this. Because I think it would be nice, especially if they're only 10 minutes long, for moms to just grab these little quick stories and, and listen to them um, on a daily basis. And it's like, okay, all right, this mom's been through that moment too. I can do this. I can put one foot in front of the other. I can do this. So that's the goal. So I'm inviting you always, I'm going to put this out and, you know, it'll be uh, an intro into my podcast for, for a little while. Um, but the offer will always stand. Record yourself uh, on a voice recording app, take the file and send it to me via email at ontheharddays at gmail.com. And I will do a quick edit if need be and then upload it. Don't worry about mistakes. This is not, uh, no perfectionism here. Um, There are no such thing as mistakes. Like if you were talking to a friend, you wouldn't be like, you know what, let me tell the whole story all over again because I said um too many times. No, you're good. Just tell the story. What's on your heart about a specific moment in time? Any questions, you know how to reach me, um, DM me on Instagram at on the hard days with dots in between each word, um, or email me. Um, but I am ready for these submissions. So you don't even need to check in with me unless you want to. You can go ahead today, today, right now. If you have 10 minutes, find a voice recording app. Uh, iPhones just have one built in if you swipe down from the top right corner. Um, but you can also download an app and just, just tell a story. It can be from when your kid was two or five or 10 or 15 or whatever. doesn't matter. Tell the story. Keep it anonymous. Send it my way. I'm going to be putting out these episode shorts as soon as the entries come in. As always, my friends, thank you so much for listening. I'm so grateful for you. And now on to the episode. There are so many moments um, that I could share. But if I am tasked with sharing the like rock bottom moment where I knew enough was enough and I needed to get help for my son and myself was the phone call that I received. Um, I had I had put my son in a two year old. PDL program, which was like a pre-preschool. And I was like trying it out. And, you know, I was really nervous. And, you know, he had been in there for four weeks at that time. And every day we would, we would be talked to from the teachers and saying, oh, he can't keep his mask on. You know, this was 20 20. He can't keep his mask on. He can't do this. He has a hard time keeping his hands to himself. Um, he doesn't, he's not listening, you know, like all, like it was so focused on what he can't do. And 
you know, we had sort of expected this because we'd know who he was. You know, we were like, yes, that's that's who he is. <laughs> you know, but you know, he has to socialize and and he has to thrive somehow. Well, about the fourth week in, I received a phone call at, at one o'clock in the afternoon, and I'll never forget it because it was that monumental. And I just held my breath, you know, and he, he was there. I was home. And the teacher said, he tried choking another boy on the playground. And mind you, he was three years old. And I couldn't even, I couldn't even, like, I expected him to not follow the rules. I didn't expect someone to say, your son tried to choke another child on the playground. And there are marks on another boy's neck. And immediately I thought of the other mom. And I thought, no way. No way. Yes, I mean, I believe the teacher. I'm not questioning that. But no way am I going to let my son hurt other children. So I went and I picked him up. And I'll never forget the woman's face when she handed my son back to me. I'll never forget it. She looked at me with disgust. Like, like pure disgust of, you know, your son is a bad boy, you know, and that was a life-changing moment. And if I could share my story with any other mother of a neurodivergent kid, that was my rock-bottom moment. I knew I needed to do something. And I was determined from that moment on. It wasn't my son's fault. I don't even know what happened on that playground. But I needed to help him. So if I had to describe the ultimate meltdown <laughs> to a friend who is interested, um, you know, because there are many frequently on a daily basis. However, one that I would describe as something that was almost, I, I can't believe I survived it, you know, as calmly as I did. Like it, so let me paint the picture. It was Mother's Day and it was a couple of years ago. My son is now five, so it was around three and we had gone to a restaurant for Mother's Day with my mother-in-law and family 
And typically, you know, restaurants, he does really well with an iPad and some really masking and holding in and, and, and we're all holding our breaths. And sometimes he asks for a break. We go outside, we have a break and he comes back in. We got home and all of a sudden it just unleashed for no reason at all. He wanted to run away. He wanted to run out of our house and run away. And he had done this um, one time before, and he actually did run away. And he, I mean, he was not fearful. So it was something to try to protect him. We hadn't had, since, you know, this was a recent issue, we hadn't had the locks on our doors yet you know, deadbolted on top where he couldn't reach them. Later to come, later to find out, he would try to crawling through the basement windows and he would try crawling through every crevice of our house to try to run away. But this was the first moment. And he was determined to get through the front door. And I knew if I let him through the front door, he would literally just run away from me with no no fear at all. And so I didn't allow him, of course. I held the door shut. And his way of coping with that was aggression. So he punched me, kicked me, bit me. I sat there and I let him abuse me. I mean, and I could try to say, hey, please don't hurt mommy. It makes me sad. Or, you know, it just, there was no, there was no, nothing that could get through to him in a way that could make him stop. He was just totally dysregulated. And so the best thing I could do, I had thought at the time, was just be calm and sit there with him, but keep him safe. And so he just hit and kicked me as hard as he could for hours. It was three hours before he calmed down. It was three hours. And now that I'm now that I'm speaking this, uh, I realize it's probably it was probably a traumatic experience for me. Um, which is why I find meaning in sharing this with somebody. Mm, that day it was Mother's Day. I don't find it to be sad. I I find it to be symbolic of who I am as a mother and who he needs me to be. You know? And I'm okay with that. I love him for who he is. And I'll do anything to help him cope better in the future.
Thanks for listening today. If you would like to talk with me personally, where we can chat and just get to know each other like old friends, I would love to do a discovery call with you. Go to my website, ontheharddays.com, and click on Schedule a Call. And if you're not already subscribed to this podcast, please do so so that you get the latest when they roll out. Not to mention, please leave a review if you feel like this episode spoke to you. That way, the podcast will be shown to more mothers. And finally, you can find me on Instagram at on the hard days with dots in between each word or in my free Facebook community, On the Hard Days Podcast and Community. If you are feeling isolated in your parenting journey, I encourage you to reach out through any of these means so that I can connect you with your people and support you in whatever way you need.